0: Welcome to another episode of the Enterprise Thought Leadership podcast, where I speak to industry pioneers and business leaders who are driving innovation. I'm Tim Bond, founder of techpros.io. Today, I speak with fintech leader Abhay Trangu, who is co-founder and CEO of the AI startup Fintelligence. Abhay gives us an insider's look at how Fintelligence is transforming banking with artificial intelligence through their proprietary code engine, Hyper. As he explains, Hyper enables 10 to 20 times faster development and deployment of customized cloud platforms, saving between two and 20 million pounds on cloud adoption initiatives. This really is an exciting proposition that you're going to be hearing about. Um, But not only does he talk about his uh, proposition, uh, he shares his vision for the future, which is very ambitious, talking about autonomous banking. And how AI is going to touch every aspect of banking, from customer experiences through to risk management. So take a listen to this. If you are in the banking sector and involved in technology, I think you're going to find it very interesting. Can you share the story, then, sort of what sparked the idea to start with intelligence?
1: I think uh, the first or uh, seeds uh, were, you know, quite. A basic setting. We were having a coffee conversation. We said, okay, well, how many people does it take to build and, and run a bank? It was a rhetorical question, but it got us thinking. So uh, the whole machine intelligence had, you know, always f- fascinated us. And uh, over the years, our understanding of its potential had grown. So, you know, and our distinct experiences kind of gave us a perspective. And so we started to think about the problem. And, um, Um, So we had seen the banking industry evolve, you know, from digital shifts to cloud-native shift to a core banking transformation, and now potentially looking at an uh, AI-based disruption. And so we saw that the traditional tech setups within banks were too rigid to embrace AI. There were some attempts to integrate AI, but felt like, you know, they were just skimming the surface, which is kind of a lost opportunity. So, So you know... we realized that there was a, you know, significant opportunity uh, here waiting to be explored. And um, the, the problem was that the banks or the institutions, uh, even though they would have, would want to go down this pathway, it, was, it would require a substantial investment and there'd be significant amount of technical hurdles. So, you know, that's where we started.
0: Just to summarize, and so what you're saying is a lot of the traditional banks, they've got their legacy technology stacks. Uh, meanwhile, you've got AI coming in, you've got accelerated technology and innovation. And so the, the real challenge is, you know, how can these banks sort of pivot, you know, address and and, and capture the opportunities of, of AI, for example, with, without having to spend a fortune on completely changing their technology stack is, is that right is that is that the challenge ultimately that you're that you're addressing here?
1: I think ultimately you know the most recent transformations you know going all the way up to core banking transformations we have found or uh, based on our analysis that they're inadequate to actually power the next generation of transformation so it's almost that the banks will have to start taking a look from scratch about how they are going to do things.
0: What is your vision for how AI can transform banking in the coming years?
1: I think what we have to do is look at, you know, real issues that we see. Issues like if you take, uh, you know, thin file credit underwriting. Mm-hmm. It's been around for ages, but even now banks and fintechs find it, you know, neither affordable nor appealing to extend credit, um, you know, in, in the growing economies to about 30, 60% of the population. Um, so it's like a door to financial empowerment that's, you know, kind of half open, but not quite. You flip the coin and there's a bit of a murky side. You know, the rise in financial crime is, is quite alarming. Criminals are able to harness AI technologies to, to steal people's hard and uh, pension savings. Um, over in the UK, authorized push payment fraud has, um, has grown to almost three quarters of a billion annually. So, you know, it's like a wild, wild tech quest. Uh, out there and the bad guys are leveraging AI to uh, outgun the good ones so so that that's kind of you know where there's a glimmer of hope our, our aim is that you know if we provide AI native technology that that could help the banks address these problems that we're not just creating a, a, a platform but creating relationships that will improve uh, lives across the spectrum you know so that's you know that's kind of where we are
0: so if we can just sort of dig into some of the, the applications. And, um, you know, I know you've got one product that we're going to talk about in a minute, which is Hyper. But when you kind of look to the future for, for intelligence, then what are the some of the kind of the applications and the use cases? Maybe if we just go into a bit more detail that, that you envision building.
1: I think we are very early in, in the stages of this venture. So uh, if you look in the market. Uh, most of the investments have uh, so far have been channeled towards tackling fraud, beefing up security. But I, I think the change is coming. So, so AI I think is going to branch out even into you know, every aspect of banking, all the way from designing products, you know, how customers are onboarded, you know, enhancing customer experiences, servicing them, underwriting, managing risks, and it's the whole shebang. So, you know, our vision uh, is focused on a, a platform capability uh, that can. Uh, Enable this rapidly for the financial uh, service institutions. So you know, just right. innovate quickly in a more budget-friendly manner, uh, so we can lay the tech foundation, and and the creative market innovations uh, can be theirs. You know, you know, we want them to have full control over it. Uh, we don't want it to be our innovations going to their customers.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about a very broad wa- range of applications.
1: Yes. Yes. So our, our focus right now is like on three elements. One is uh, code generation. Um, which is kind of one of the bigger areas um, ask the same question, how many architects and engineers does it take to uh, build a platform? Um, so using our uh, smart uh, templating and generative tech, we're now able to auto-generate about 60% of our applications, write the code and design for it, wow. and a staggering 95% of our infrastructure uh, code, we're able to generate that. So it means our developers only need to Uh, roll up their sleeves for the most complex and the unique bits of business logic. So this is a game changer for us because we can do things 10 to 20 times faster uh, than others in the market.
0: Are you saying then that, so what I'm understanding is that you're really leveraging AI to generate code as part of the application build process. So are you saying that your traditional banks, I guess your 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 clients, your customers, that they're they're not already doing this internally? It, isn't this something that, that the whole market will now be doing, leveraging AI for coding?
1: I I think that the market will have to do this. I don't believe, you know, any of our banks, you know, are currently doing this in any kind of you know scalable way. There are some some experiments uh, out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we've been doing this or building this capability since about the last two years. So we have a right. significant leg up uh, in the market and yeah. uh, our, our code is um, quite uh, fine tuned to financial service grade applications. So that gives us another advantage
0: yeah. about how we can use that in the market. Could you talk to us, explain what Hyper is and, you know, how you're helping customers you know, leverage this this product?
1: You know, perhaps well I can start by talking about, you know, what we see in the, in, you know, in major banks around how they're doing cloud technology. And then I'll come to the question around how hyper is playing into that space. Yeah. So you will see that, you know, the underpinnings, you know, of most large banks, you'll see similarity in their tech appetite, their, their choice, you know, their differences may be very superficial in their choice of a product or a vendor. Um, so I see this quite often, you know, uh, that you know we feel like we're crafting the same solution for different banks, yes, just you know in different skins. Uh, so they get the same thing, you know, slightly different tune to them. Um, you will also see uh, something similar in cloud technology. You'll see a private cloud. All banks banks will generally have that. A primary public cloud they will have. Uh, most will have you know diversified public cloud posture. Um, uh, and and just try to use a cloud agnostic and it's common across the board so um, again there is collective kind of you know aspiration to use containers kubernetes uh some of the common technology uh, platforms out there but what you know catches my eye is that how each bank will take on this monumental job of creating a cloud platform from scratch i think fundamentally we've seen we've seen that this Problem is being addressed from scratch every time, and that there is possibility uh, that what we can do about it is is be able to offer this uh, solution in a much more uh, leaner and efficient way. Uh, but right. one you know that can hold its ground, you know, against the regulatory scrutiny, you know, be m- mindful of cost controls, security controls. I mean, these are all the things that all banks want, and as long as they can get that as part of their solution, uh, then they should be able to, uh, you know. Uh, significantly reduce the time to market with their cloud uh, platform journeys. And so I think this is, you know, we say where Hyper comes in, because we use our advanced templating and uh, generative technology. So we are equipped to craft a bespoke uh, financial services-grade platform for banks and fintechs. That so includes the complete package, you know, architecture, design, documentation, a code cost optimization, security spectrum, uh, security reporting, so the full spectrum. Yeah. And so the entire process is, you know, initialized from a straightforward natural language conversation. We support English um, at the moment, but the power of machine generation fuels this capability. So the days, like, you know, when armies of cloud architects and DevOps engineers uh, were a necessity, uh, I would say, are behind us uh, because machines yeah. can a large part of that work um, so with this approach we're able to expedite the, the, the process you know cutting down uh, the timeline by a staggering um, six to 24 months saving with anywhere between two to 20 million in technology spend and uh, you know the process is quite flexible and can meet the needs or, or requirements uh, of the customer. So right. I think our, our guiding principle is to be, you know, design ready, pen testing ready and auditor ready in, in a week.
0: This is really fascinating. What you're saying is you built a product that is helping financial institutions, banks adopt cloud in a in an extremely accelerated manner. If you could just help explain again, you know, the challenge that these banks and financial institutions are, are kind of facing.
1: Well, I think, I think that the fundamental uh, challenge is uh, that cloud uh, keeps moving, uh, and it's, it's quite fast. And uh, for enterprises to keep pace with that cloud, if the process to operationalize cloud uh, will sometimes take a year or two, uh, then by the time you're able to see the fruits of your work, cloud's already changed. And so your solution may or may not be applicable would have changed. Yeah. Um, so that in order to get the benefit of, of technology as a stance, uh, you have to operationalize it rapidly and, and be able to keep it updated. And, and that's where the part where the banks will struggle a lot. And you know, in order to do that, you, you, know, you need specialized skills uh, people with experience, expertise, uh, the ability to uh, confidently uh, look at it from a regulator's lens, uh, from a security professional's lens, from an application architect's lens, uh, you know, uh, from a, a risk management lens. Uh, and what we are able to do is, uh, as part of industry experience and standards, uh, code that into our uh, intelligence. Uh, capability, which can then generate this solution uh, for you on the spot.
0: The hyper solution—you are able to deliver a cloud solution in—you know—how h- quickly? Well, our, our motto is, you know, to be uh, pen testing ready in a week. And ordinarily, that would take how long without the hyper product?
1: I mean, uh, it depends. Some organizations uh, can move faster; others, uh, more traditional ones, are slower anywhere between six to 24 months uh, is how long
0: from six months you're doing it in a week yes it's quite amazing it's quite amazing and just to reiterate you said earlier that you're saving organizations what between so sort of one one to two million or is it is it was it was it two to two to twenty million what, what's the sort of savings that you you talk I mean,
1: about it would depend on on necessarily you know sometimes on the size of the bank and, and the number of uh, buildings or applications that they intend to migrate and and, yeah. and the diversity of of uh, cloud uh, resources and technologies they intend to use can easily be
0: you know up to 20 million um, wow the
1: underside being uh, 2 billion
0: and you you were talking about compliance and meeting sort of regulatory mandates is that is that a sort of a a um, gu- guarantee is it uh, how how can you be so sure
1: Security and compliance are, are basically you know first principles uh, for Hyper. So all of the infrastructure uh, and the code comes uh, inherently equipped with threat models that security professionals can review, along with recommendations for detection, prevention, correction. These recommendations are rooted you know in industry standards, but they're also fully configurable uh, for the preferences of the client's security team. Um, so we what we. Uh, uh, What HYPER does is make it fully uh, transparent and visible. All the standards uh, that they have selected are effective and applicable enforced uh, in their infrastructure. And uh, they can examine any of the uh, results or reports uh, of their infrastructure against uh, these standards. Also, HYPER just offers seamless integration with the common security and compliance products out there. So if you have, for example, using a specific compliance or security product let's say for example prisma then all the of hyper's information can be seamlessly fed to prisma and so you know you can actually see it for yourself eventually the burden uh, is on the clients or the customer security team but what we do is we we'll make it super easy for them to see that the uh, prevention detection controls are in place and that they are in control of making any risk based except, uh, exception
0: now this from my understanding, is, is relevant for the Google Cloud environment. Is is that correct? So we
1: are uh, taking Hyper uh, for Google Cloud Market uh, you know, this month. Uh, uh, Hyper for other cloud providers is on our roadmap, and we'll be looking at that next year.
0: And I understand as well you provide a sort of a, a redundancy. Is that right? Is it sort of mitigate geographic risks for organizations that might have you know, currently may not be using the Google Cloud infrastructure?
1: Well, one, uh, we would provide or Hyper can provide a redundancy within the Google Cloud uh, platform, which involves using multiple regions of Google Cloud uh, yeah. and having resources that are globally available. And that is something that a customer can choose uh, if they want. But we also uh, can use Hyper to create. Um, uh, Google cloud-based uh, stress exit posture for banks yeah. that are not using Google cloud, uh, but to have parity in their operations, you know, support uh, either offsite data backup or even support uh, passive operations.
0: And um, there must be some sort of other other cloud solutions in the market. Um, I'm sure you're operating in a in a competitive landscape. So you know what what is it that makes Intelligence's product hyper different and competitive in in the marketplace, different to other products?
1: Well, I think the, the most uh, significant bit are templating and generative technology. We're, mm-hmm. So we're able to take industry experience, uh, deep industry experience that our team has, and put that into uh, models that, that, that are able to reliably reproduce it uh, right. for a whole variety of scenarios. I don't believe there's um, any such uh, technology out there uh, that can do this. As a result, we're able to you know address a whole variety of the needs uh, that a customer would solve with an army of uh, architects and engineers, uh, we're able to solve it uh, with a simple natural language conversation. I think that's
0: what we're able to do. Hyper sounds super exciting. I mean, what what a value proposition that you're able to to offer the market. So you must be really excited about that. But just going back to Intelligence, then, in terms of the kind of the products that you're envisioning with Intelligence, what, what, you know, what would you say is, is next? For the intelligence kind of banking uh, product suite.
1: At the moment, um, you know,
0: some some of the other work we're doing, uh,
1: which is uh, focused and sharp, is on tackling uh, authorized uh, push payment fraud and and looking at continuous customer compliance. They're you know kind of two sides of the same coin, and now we're gearing up to introduce like our findings to the market uh, next year. Uh, we know that there is going to be some regulatory changes uh, mid next year. Um, and I think this product is going to be really significant in, in helping uh, banks uh, uh, detect and prevent uh, fraud, but also uh, manage their liability uh, or reimbursement liability burden.
0: So this is it's about fraud fraud prevention and detection. That's kind of what you see as the next big sort of revenue driver opportunity, right?
1: I think we have to be focused on 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 problems that are real. So even though we're building a platform that is, you know, has intelligence. At its core, and it has you know massive potential. Our intention is is to be able to solve the problem of today uh, as they stand yeah. with this technology. And so uh, we
0: see these as uh, key areas. Uh, right. To so one cloud adoption, accelerated cloud adoption, two kind of risk prevention and economic fraud. You know, where where, where on from there? Do you think?
1: Who knows? Uh, this is that's uh, quite an interesting question. Uh, I think the use of AI. in in banking will actually um, at some point of time the regulator will have want to have a view on this Mm -hmm. Uh, we believe that you know there needs to be a layer of uh, supervisory tech associated with uh, ai in banking uh, which means uh, that you have to bake in explainability you have to bake in laws of the land you have to make it configurable Uh, the same technology uh, may have different constraints uh, around it in in the uk but may have different constraints uh, in, in india uh, so there have to be supervisory and regulatory uh, capabilities straight out of the box to support mass adoption. So you know, it's about creating a sense of comfort for for the institution, uh, the regulator, but you know, also most importantly the customer. So yeah. I think
0: those are problems we'll have to address. Now, sure, when I spoke to you a few weeks back, you're quite excited about the, the Indian market. Do you want to just talk a bit about that? Well, I think the Indian market has has
1: uh, grown tremendously uh, um, in in recent years, uh, all supported by, you know, the regulators openness uh, to support uh, new technologies, uh, novel approaches with the primary goal of uh, inclusivity, financial inclusivity, uh, specifically, you know, also inclusivity for more rural uh, uh, sector or for the agricultural sector. Mm mm-hmm. And still uh, the cost of underwriting and providing services uh, to that sector is high enough that the traditional players and even the emerging fintech players haven't really addressed that market. Mm -hmm. Um, So we believe that uh, fintelligence will will actually be able to power uh, affordable uh, distribution uh, or accessible financial services to to a large number of the excluded uh, population. Uh, From financial services, I think that's also something we look forward to. Uh, We're doing some work uh, uh, on this in in the background.
0: And again, I I spoke to you last time talking about the sort of the future of banking, and uh, you you had some some pretty profound thoughts that that you were sharing around, you know, significant. Efficiencies, reduction in headcount, et cetera. Maybe you could just, you know, being the visionary that you are, bringing this sort of AI-led sort of banking, next-generation banking to to the marketplace, just perhaps to finish off, i paint a picture for us as to what you believe the banking landscape might look like in sort of 10, 10, 20 years' time.
1: I think think, uh, it's a very uh, difficult question to answer. But what we know... For sure, is that AI in, in banking uh, must must provide significant customer benefit to be able to move the regulators uh, into a more broader acceptance, even the customers into a broader acceptance. Mm-hmm. Questions of, uh, of fairness, uh, questions of inclusion, customers, you know, questions about inclusivity will have to be answered uh, by the solutions um, that are put on the market. So I think that's going to be very important. Uh, but if, if we do have significant uh, acceptance for that, um, you know, our view is that uh, banking could become autonomous uh, in the future uh, and uh, by autonomous to answer the question, how many people does it take to build and run a bank? And the answer might be, um, you know, zero.
0: And that's a pretty pretty p- profound vision. So, so you see, I mean, how many years out would you see it being realistic that, you know, the, the, the machines can pretty much... They, you know run run everything that the humans are humans are currently doing
1: well i think it this is a north star vision banking is fundamentally very very simple it's not rocket science yes you crunch two numbers together and come up with a new number so you can imagine that we have unmanned uh, missions uh, going to the moon which is rocket science so how how hard is it to crunch numbers and just uh, store them somewhere you know but more seriously i think people will will in banking Will primarily be dealing with exceptional circumstances. Yes, in, in dealing with something that's completely out of the ordinary, uh, and uh, machines should be able to figure out the rest.
0: That's no, pretty exciting. Well, best of luck with with your first product, Hyper, and you know, with the broader intelligence business, Ape. it I've been really interesting talking to you. And um, yeah, I look forward to seeing the business progress.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Tim.
0: And good luck to you. So that wraps up my conversation with Ape. Check out the notes for links to him online and reach out. I think Fintelligence are going to be an interesting business to keep an eye on for the future. That is it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, next episodes that are coming up are going to be all about Internet security with uh, interviews with the CISO and the CTO of a company called Netrix. Until next time, goodbye.